Hello, everyone, and welcome to Any Other Business. In this episode, we're going to give you our very, very best business books. Now, Rob and I have read hundreds upon hundreds of business books, and this list is only the very, very best. We had a few arguments, a few tears, and a few tantrums about which books made the list, but these are the top 13 that we absolutely agree on. You must read. So, Rob, I'm really excited for this conversation because we're talking about one of our favourite subjects. Oh, we love property, of course. We love business and we love books. We're always talking about books between ourselves. We recommend them on the property podcast all the time. And today we came up with a short list, which wasn't actually that short. We've ended up with 13 yeah. of our favourite books to talk about. And we love books, but these are also related to business. So we're bringing two of our favourite things together. So this this is a great episode. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, so many to get through. So let's get into it straight away with Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. This book probably is the one that's had the biggest impact on our business, I'd say. Yeah, it's probably a book that most people wouldn't have heard of. But it's so important as a business owner to read this book because I know it sounds like a big claim, but it gives you a framework to how you should run a business or how you could run a business. Because, all right, most people will start a business and they may have some concept and some ideas. But what happens when it's more than just you? How do you run a team of a couple of people and it grows and grows and grows? And suddenly it's not just about you and driving things forward. You have to put structure in place and have meetings. And where do you go for the resource on this? Well, you go to this book because it does tell you how to run a business from pretty much running meetings to setting goals to running your annual reviews everything's in there yeah and we come back to it all the time it's not just one of those books where you read it and then oh i know this now is that every time when we do an annual review we'll go and reread that section of the book to see how they say you should do it and we don't do it exactly the same way but i think you got it right with framework it does just give you something that you can build your whole business around and you can make changes that relate to things that just work differently but if you just took it and implemented it as is you'd be a lot further on than most businesses are. And I like it because it's about businesses that you can use when you're three people, but you can use it all the way up to hundreds. There are so many books that focus on the getting started part. And we'll talk about some of those today and they are useful, but there aren't many that take you the entire way through like this book does. Yeah, if you've started a business and it's got potential, and it looks like it's growing, then this is a must read. There's, it's not a negotiation, this one. If you only read one book, if you've got a growing business, this is the one. But the links is on too. Another book about the one, the one thing. And you've picked this one. Yeah, this is one that I keep coming back to again and again. It's more of a self-improvement book than a business book, I'd say. But as a business owner, every day there are just countless things that you could be spending your time on. And if you're not careful, you could end up just keeping yourself really busy, but not actually making any progress with anything. And this book is all about keeping you really focused on the one thing that you should be doing. And it's based around this idea of a focusing question, which is what what could I do that by doing it makes everything else either easier or unnecessary, which is a really nice framing because it's very easy to do this task. But instead of doing this task, you go, well, what could I do to avoid having to do that again? Or if there was only one thing I could do that just made everything else easier, what would it be? And that way of looking at it is a really nice way of cutting through. It's not easy to actually implement because you are under all this pressure to be busy and doing all the time. And it takes a bit of time to step back and think, well, what should I really be doing? Which is why it's a book I keep going back to. It's so easy in business to become a busy fool. If you don't reflect on your days, then you can find that you've lost maybe a week or longer where you've kind of gone, what have I achieved? Like, what have I done that's meaningful? Yes, I felt busy and therefore I may feel important because I'm doing things, I'm on the go. But are they the right things? Books like this and, and getting focused on your your mission, your goals, 
where you're adding value, that they're, they're so valuable. The next book for me is a, a game changer. It was a, a book that had a huge impact on me when I was thinking about, you know, what type of business do we want to create here? And that's Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. So this book is Tony Shea's story of he built a, a shoe company, still exists, and he built it to be worth a billion dollars. And it's very much like a shoe company for Amazon, so much so that Amazon ended up buying it for a billion dollars. Uh, but it's all focused about service. And Tony Shea wanted a, a business that was so customer-centric, so customer-driven, that it was not a shoe company, it was a service company. And he tells the story of how he, he called up one of his customer service reps, and he was asking for help. And then he asked, could you order me a pizza? And instead of laughing at the person and hanging up, they actually ordered him a pizza. But he didn't say he was Tony Shea, he just was pretending to be a customer. I mean, that's the level of service that those people would go to. Now, I don't think we've been delivering pizzas for anyone who've called into our offices, and we're always striving to improve our service. And I, I think it's a journey that's never complete, but it shows you what the very highest standards look like. Yeah, it sounds a bit extreme, and some of the examples... Oh, was that, oh, well, maybe that thing happened once in a million times. But the point is that it just gets you in the mindset of seeing the customer as the entire focus of the business. A lot of businesses, I think, see the customer as inconvenience. It's just like if the customers are just stop phoning up, this business would be so much easier. But they take completely the opposite view. And there are there are other examples as well. I think it's Nordstrom in the US where they'll like they'll accept returns of other companies' products because they, <laughs> if someone's made a mistake and they bring it back, they'll just take it back anyway. It's, but it's like it sounds mad. But as a customer, that's the kind of business. Even if it's a bit more expensive, you'll just keep going back again and again. And just reading that book and getting everyone in that mindset is so valuable. Definitely. So the next book on the list is one that I think you introduced me to. Um, I've definitely remember you talking about it a long time ago, which is The Magic of Thinking Big. Great book. It's such a brilliant book. The thing is, when you start a business, you are ambitious because you've started. If you've done that, then, then great. And if anyone's watching or listening to this and they've done it, then congratulations. You've had to think big to even reach that point. But when you start, you can continue to expand your vision, your goals, and always grow it. I look back at my business goals when I first started a business, and I wrote things down that were scary. I was like, wow, if I achieve this in my lifetime, this is just going to be absolutely incredible. Like, what an achievement. It's been long done. And it's not because we've been wildly successful. Of course, we've had success, but it was because I wasn't thinking big enough. And I think I've always been someone who's been willing to think big. But in this book, it makes you push those boundaries. Like, am I thinking big enough? Because, you know, if you're thinking, right, I want to grow 20% this year, well, why not 100%? Like, what would you have to do differently to grow 100%? And it, it's just that mindset shift. It's going, okay, well, we can do this, which is great. And that's a really great goal. Or if we make it five times bigger, 10 times bigger, 100 times bigger, make our goals so big that the the borderline ridiculous. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because you can start to work back from that. And yes, you might not get to the ridiculous point, but if you get 80% there, then that's still far further than you originally intended. Yeah, and it's not actually that much more effort to grow, say, 100% rather than 20%, you're going to end up doing the same amount of work. It's just doing things a bit differently and sort of coming up with different ideas. But so why not? That's the whole point of the book. And um, it's one of those, it's a quite similar to the one thing in that it's, it's an idea that you grab in about 10 seconds. I'm sure 
anyone listening to this might think, oh, well, I don't need to read it now. You just told me, think big. But reading the book and reading all the examples and having it really drilled in really helps that message stick with you. But then it is a book to reread. I've read it more than once, same as The One Thing, because you do naturally just kind of fall back into the day-to-day. It's not natural to think that big, but if you can remind yourself frequently and do that, you will end up just having more success because you're not working harder, but you're just thinking bigger. The next book on our list, I've never read, but you've put it on here. So if you've picked it as one of our top 13 books, I'm keen to hear more. It's High Output Management. Yeah, this book came so highly recommended to me, I actually read the paperback. Wow. I've not done for years. I actually had to go and track it down because it's not available on Kindle. It's by Andy Grove, who was um, head of Intel for a, a long time. And what I really like about this book is that it's about the nuts and bolts of management. And management, I think, is really misunderstood. In like in business, it's like, you know, if you're doing really well at your job, you could become a manager. It's almost like that's the the prize for being good at a job. But people don't think of management as being a skill set in itself, which it is. It's completely different. Being a manager of a department is totally different from being good at doing the job in that department. And it's about things like meetings get a lot of um, space in the book about how to run effective meetings because there's a skill to how to run meetings. And it's about if you get if you have a good meeting, then everyone in that meeting, their productivity for the next week or however long it is, is so much better. If you have a bad meeting, it just wastes everyone's time. But people go, oh, no, meetings are rubbish. We should have less meetings. But no, you shouldn't. There's a point to having meetings. You just need to do them well. And it's that kind of thing that the book is about. It's about the skill of management. You, you know what? At home, I've got a list of books or stack of books, I should say, next to my bed of it's a to-do list of books i've not read them and i know that's it's in that stack when you told me that it was by the guy from intel i know i've I've read the back of the book so i'm going to put put it to near the top now and and prioritize it because if it's made our top list it's got to be good so next up another book about the nuts and bolts of business not the glamorous stuff but it's given itself an exciting title the ultimate blueprint for an insanely successful business what is this about i, I mean this sounds like a wild story this yeah. but it's not And I can understand why it's given itself such a wild, exciting title, because if it was just called related to what it's about, it probably wouldn't do as well with sales, which is ultimately a finance book and how to run your business from a financial point of view. Now, if you've got a financial background and you're going into business, you probably don't need to read this. You might pick up a few bits and pieces. But if you're not from a financial background, a finance background, and you may be comfortable with numbers or even if you're not this is a must read because you can get data given to you which is kind of useful but the same set of data if it's presented in a different way can be incredibly useful and this book again was a bit of a game changer for us it's one of these books that we read roughly at the same time and we were both like wow we need to implement this yeah it actually got us excited about <laughs> the numbers and we like numbers we love going through reports and things like that but this actually got us excited about like putting together like a wish list of like things to see on the reports and how it should be formatted and things like that because the book just really shows how the numbers can tell a story and it shows you how it all comes together and how making a tiny change over here or make, makes a really big impact on your business over there and it probably like if a proper accountant read it they'd be like well yeah of course it's the point but this is for people who just aren't minded in that way it can give you that like aha moment about why that is useful so if it's something that you feel resistance to or you feel like you just you know your accountant does stuff you don't really know why they do it 
reading this book doesn't it's not going to turn you into an accountant, but it will allow you to make better requests of your accountant and probably have better conversations about the numbers in your business. So next on our list is Who. It's such a good book. So across this podcast, going back through the episodes, you know, we've been pretty real and we've told a lot of stories that uh, where we've got things wrong. But where I think we've got something right is the team that we've built. It's a brilliant team. And of course, we've made mistakes, of course. And there's people who've had to move on who weren't right for the team. However, the team that we have is excellent. And that's because so much time was put into learning on how to recruit the right people. You've got to do more once you've recruited them. But if you get that first part right, it doesn't matter how good your culture is and everything else. If you just got a team of bad eggs, then it's going to be a bad business. So learning how to recruit, even if it's just your first recruit, is so, so important. And this book, like other books we've talked about, gives you a system, a framework of how to recruit, how to take someone through an interview process to ask questions that really get to the truth of who they are. Now, if you are not in business, but you plan to apply for a job in the future as well, then this is another must read because it gives you an insight to what good recruitment looks like. And it will also give you an insight to the type of questions you might expect. Exactly. Yeah. If anyone wants to interview with us, if they read that book, they'll know exactly how it's going to go because we just follow it. There's, It's one of those where there's no point changing it. It's like they've come up with a formula that works. It's like first interview, ask these questions. Second interview, do this. And it works. There's no point deviating from it because it just and it explains why you're asking those questions and what you're trying to get out of it. And it means that you're not just doing your hiring based on superficial factors or your opinion. It's really easy to just form an opinion about someone quickly. That's what we naturally do as humans. But you need to not do that and sort of actually put some data behind it and come to your conclusion for a reason. And that's what that framework helps you do. It's it's so good. I really don't think you should be hiring without having read this book. Agree. But once you've hired people, you need to create a great culture because those people won't stay. If they're great people, but you don't have a great culture and a great environment, then you're going to struggle. So this next book, which is called Powerful by Patty McCord, is again, I know we said there's a lot of must-reads here, but we've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of business books. So if you make our top 13, there's a reason. But if you build a team and you are interested in culture, which you should be if you're building a team, then this is the book to read. Yeah, written by Patty McCord, who is head of HR for Netflix, during the period of time that they were doing their pivot away from DVDs by mail and into what we know them as today. And she stayed with them a long time beyond that as well. So it was like not just growing a really big, high-performing team, doing things that had never been done before, but also managing that transition of turning basically from one business into a completely different one. And there are so many insights in this book. It's just... It is a must read. It's quite short, but it's absolutely packed with good stuff. And one of the key things in there that stood out for me was talking about the the business as a team. Like you say our team, but a lot of people go, oh, our business is like a family. And she's like, no, it's not like a family because you can get fired. because <laughs> You don't fire someone from your family. Yeah. But if your uncle's a bit annoying, you don't go, you're fired. Exactly. You know, there's probably some members of my family, not, not you if you're watching, but some members who I would like to fire. But you, you can't. You got to stick through, stick by them, whatever. But yeah. if someone's a bit annoying in the business, well, more than annoying, you know, a disruption, not a good influence, whatever else, then you don't have to keep on accepting that. No, or even someone who was great for one stage of the business's journey, but now has 
not right anymore. So a football analogy, you could have someone who's like a brilliant championship striker or something and they they get you promoted, they do the job, but they're, the way that they play is just not right for the league that you're now in. And so it doesn't make sense to keep them. So, and, and they'll be happier back in a championship where they'll be scoring loads of goals. Yeah. So it can sound a bit harsh, but it's like, no, actually, that person isn't really happy because they're in the wrong type of business. People like working in small businesses. Other people like working in super fast growing businesses. Other people like steady, secure businesses. And they are all very different. And there's lots of other types of businesses in between as well. They're all so different. There's no way that one person can enjoy every single stage of that business journey. We're included. You know, we will be good at certain times during this business journey. But who we were when the business started to who we are today is different because we've had to change. We've had to adapt. But if we weren't able to adapt, then this business wouldn't have got to this point. And next up is a book that you would hope that everyone on your team would have read because if they have, it will make them better people to be around. And a book that I believe is responsible for the Rob B we all know and love today. Yeah, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's probably one of the most impactful books that I've, I've ever read, actually. I read this book, luckily, in my early 20s. And when I was reading the book, I was like, wow, you're such an idiot. <laughs> it was just like, this book was my first major dose of self-awareness. It made me really reflect on who am am I as an individual? And it made me realize, like a lot of men in their early 20s, that I was incredibly selfish and self-centered. And I saw the world revolving around me. I know it sounds horrible, but it's true. This book quickly opened my eyes to the reality and immediately made me want to change. Am I perfect? Miles away from perfection. Miles and miles away. Or am I miles better than who I was back then? Absolutely. Yeah, reading this book would make anyone a better person. And again, like some of the books we've talked about today, it's really simple. It's a really easy read, but it's powerful because of that. It's just very simple to read. And you and you did get that self-awareness because it's not hard to understand. It's, oh, yeah, totally. One of those things where when you really read it, it's like, you know, people like to talk about themselves is one of the key insights from the book. It's like, well, yeah, of course. But once you know that, then... It just makes it far more, it just makes you so much more likable once you're aware of that. And again, it's one of those that's worth rereading because the principles in there, it's worth reminding yourself of them. And even though this is a pretty old book, I don't know where it came out, but it's like a long, long, long time ago. But these are timeless principles. So even though the language is outdated in places, this will never change because this is human nature. So a lot of the books we've gone through at the moment are more practical. So it's about improving yourself or improving your finances or improving your hiring. But Everyone loves inspiration, and we're going to give a few inspiration books here because we're we're the same. We love inspirational books. People who've been there and done done it and their journey, the ups and the downs, just as important the downs because that's where you can draw the lessons from. And we've read so many of these inspirational books, so many, and we've picked what we think are the very best. So the first one is Elon Musk by Ashley Vance, and Elon obviously didn't write this book. But she's done such a good job. This book is so entertaining. And it, it feels like he did write it. That's how good it is. And it's not overly controversial. I don't think it it tries to be sensational. It really, this book goes to great lengths to feel like it is just documenting his story and allowing you to take lessons from his journey. And let's face it, the Elon Musk journey is an incredible journey that is still going on today and will hopefully go on for many, many years. 
but this book does a great job of summarizing what's happened to date. It does. And the notable thing is like how rubbish his life sounds most of the time. Just like, first of all, the, the, the bet that he made when he left PayPal and the reasons that he did it were incredible. And then after having done that, it's like he's nearly like been wiped out so many times. He's, he's just, his life sounds like a mess because he's constantly trying to, to run all these businesses that are constantly on the verge of going at, going under. And it's just been such a struggle. And there has been so many times when it's almost failed. And that's something that um, also comes up in Shoe Dog, the story of Nike, where, again, the thing that stood out for me was like, how many times did that business almost fail? Yeah, not like have a bad time or a bad period, like go to close to, to ceasing like no nike it wouldn't exist today if the smallest of margins have been different and like you say multiple times and this is not a story it's about phil knight who who is the founder of nike or one of the founders and he doesn't tell his story to get loads of credit and go look at me look how successful i was the reason why i love this book is because it's so honest it's so honest about how he didn't really know what he was doing at the beginning. And he kind of figured it out as he went along. Went along. You know what? For 99.9% .9 of business owners and founders, that's your journey. You do figure it out. So unless you've done it a few times before, you know, maybe Elon Musk has run a few businesses now. So maybe he's not as uh, crazy or slapdash in the beginning. But when you start your first business, your first proper business, you are making all the mistakes and hopefully learning all of the lessons. And he talks about that. Another great inspiration book is Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. This actually was written by him, but it still doesn't hold back on his mistakes. We talked about some of Virgin's biggest mistakes um, in an episode a little while ago, and you can find the link to that in the description. Um, we talked about some of Elon Musk's big mistakes in that as well. I haven't read the book for a long time. What stood out to you? Uh, this book was probably the first business inspiration book I read in sort of my trying to date it now but it probably would have been late teens early 20s possibly when i when i picked up this book and this was when i, I kind of realized i was like wow like i really want to be in business this sounds like more fun to me than being a footballer or a dj or whatever else was going on in my head and i clearly was not good enough to be either of those so i was clearly deluded but luckily it turns out i've been half decent at the business thing but this book just made it sound so exciting, not because it was all wins and not because of all the fancy things that he has in his life now, like his private island, but actually the ups and downs, the laughs, the tears, all of it. And yeah, definitely relates to that already. Still no private island. But that book is so well told, so honest and such an inspirational book. In fact, if I had to rank them, it's hard. But for me, this is probably the most inspirational, the one I enjoyed the most and i've read more than once and the final book we're going to talk about the final inspiration book is one that i haven't actually read but it's called grinding it out and it's about ray crock the um who wasn't actually wasn't one of the founders of mcdonald's but is responsible for its success today yeah so the mcdonald's brothers had a, a reasonably successful business like it was successful they had a wonderful product and a wonderful system but they didn't have the ambition to grow it and ray crock looked at this business and was like wait a minute this has got huge potential. And there's been a film that made about um, McDonald's since, which really centers around the life of Ray Kroc and, and how he interacted with the McDonald's brothers. And, and at times, and this happened, he was pretty ruthless. Now, I'm not saying that is where you should take your inspiration, but the inspiration is this guy was 
a milkshake salesman who saw something being done incredibly well and went, this has got more potential. This can go further. And he drove that business to what it is today. It's a sensational story. It's an incredible story. You don't have to like everything he did, but you will be entertained by the story and by the journey. So 13 books there. Um, all We've sort of highlighted some particular must-reads, but really all of them are must-reads. Like you said, we've read hundreds. Like These are the very best from all of those that we've read. Some of them are more inspirational. Some of them are really practical. And some of the practical ones are at what seem like pretty dry areas of business, but they can actually make you appreciate them more. And if you read these books, you will be a more rounded business person. Um, you're not going to be successful because you've read these books, but there are very few successful people who aren't readers. So just pick the one that excites you the most, that sounds interesting and move on from there. But they're all fantastic. But we're always looking for more. We want to do more reading and we'd love to know what your favorite business books are. So if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments. If you're listening to this as a podcast, leave us a review wherever you're listening. We would absolutely love to hear your recommendations, check them out and maybe do another episode like this in the future. For now though, that is us done. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on Any Other Business. Thank you.